How is everybody doing? It's good to see everybody. We're going to let everybody shelter on here. Shelter on. What's shelter on? What the hell? Already started off weird. So uh, we're going to let everybody shuttle in uh, here for a little bit. And then we're going to go over what YouTube will probably ban. What they'll probably uh, uh, ban for. I, for those of you that joined the live earlier, thank you very much. The live you can now find, by the way, at... Uh, the Alan Roberts Uncensored podcast, which is on, uh, which is on Spotify. I'm going to send you the links right now, guys. There you go, bam. So, one second. I'm going to try something here real quick. There we go. Um, so it's right there. You can get no morbidity right here, uh, or go to the Alan Roberts Uncensored podcast at Spotify. That's where you can find it. this morning's uh, live, but you can check that out later. Um, uncensored group. That's where an uncensored conversation is going on on our app right now. You get still live and pre-recorded classes, track all your uh, stuff and everything like that, track all your nutrition, all your activity. You know, I'm doing live workouts here starting next week and it'll be fun. So please do. Uh, somebody said I started no more video and I love it. Good for you. Good for you. So I just want to, I'm going to try not to just, and I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay, but I'm going to try not to swear the rest of this video. Because I'm going to leave this. This is the last live that will be left live on YouTube. Okay. All the rest of them are coming down. If you want to watch them, you are going to have to watch them on Spotify. Because Spotify is, is going to allow me to stay in business where YouTube won't. Um, I'm going to say hi to everybody really quickly. And then I'm going to get into this. So, Julian, what's going on? Uh, Loretta, how are you? Finally got a notification. One, two, three, eight, eight, seven, five, three. It's a pleasure to meet you. So Uncle John, Elizabeth, Lady Hawk, Carlos, everybody, how are you doing? So I just wanted to let everybody, like, just to see where, just to understand what's going on. This is the last live that is going to stay live on the YouTube channel, Alan Roberts. If you want to watch it in replay, the one from the day before, or the day before, or the day before, or the day before, or the day before, you can go to Spotify, the link I put in here, and follow the Alan Roberts Uncensored podcast. It will be live on there an hour or two after I'm done finishing the live. You can also watch it on Rumble, and that is it. I'm not going to go live on Twitter anymore because I uh, am waiting for them to monetize theirs, <laughs> just to be honest, uh, when I can put more people towards Spotify, which is really where I hope you would watch. But uh, and the reason being is YouTube, and I find this so amazing, YouTube is not upset at me for swearing. They are not upset at me for um, uh, talking about obesity. They're not, ex ex they're not upset with me for calling people fat as F and everything like that. They're not upset about any of that. Um, I have one warning on my channel from about a year and a half ago where they found a video from the very beginning of the pandemic where I stated that 63% of all hospitalizations were from lifestyle-driven illnesses, were from obesity. And it was from the CDC website. And they then struck that. And then this recent one was a live conversation I had with a, a live conversation that I had with a, uh, a practitioner. And we talked about COVID and data and they struck that. And that's why I've been gone for a week. So I'm not going to give them the time to uh, go through my channel 
But this is the last live I'm going to leave on here. And I'm going to say some stuff testing YouTube. I'm testing YouTube. So we are going to go over and look at a few things. And I'm going to read. I'm not going to swear. And I'm going to read verbatim because I want to read something here to you guys. And I just want to make sure I've got it up correctly. So for the, some of you on this channel have seen this before because it is other places right now, okay? But give me one second, and I think we got everything here. Let me find my little dome for my microphone. There we go. So I'm going to read this, and I want everybody to see where I get it from. This video will stay on here. Uh... And this will be the only video that stays on here live. I still am going to upload shorts from my lives to here so people will then go watch the rest of the live. Uh, but it, the lives will not stay on here. You will be able to join them live on YouTube. But for right now, we are going to... I was winking at my wife, everybody. Sorry, I saw her look up. I'm looking right past here. But, but for right now, we are going to talk about this. This is, just so everybody can see, the National Institute of Health, National Library of Medicine. So this is on the NIH website. Uh, as a matter of fact, just so people don't, just so there's not even a question, just so YouTube, YouTube can see, this is the national, let me make sure I take care of this. I'll, there we go. This is the National Library of Medicine from the NIH website. If you look right up here, you have NCB, NLM, NIH.gov. COVID update. What is the truth? This was published <clears throat> on April 22nd of 2022. We are coming up on one year that this has been on the government website known as the NIH. So there has been an entire year where if this was not true, the NIH would have taken it off, right? So I am not going to add my thoughts. I am not going to add anything. I'm not going to ad lib. I'm going to try to read this as word for word as my ADHD will allow. This is COVID update from the NIH website. What is the truth by Russell L. Blaylock? The COVID-19 pandemic is one of the most manipulated infectious disease events in history, characterized by official lies in an unending stream led by government bureaucracies, medical associations, medical boards, the media, and international agencies. We have witnessed a long list of unprecedented intrusions into medical practice, including attacks on medical experts, destruction of medical careers among doctors refusing to participate in killing their patients as a, in a massive regimentation of healthcare led by a non-qualified led by non-qualified individuals with enormous wealth, power and influence. For the first time in American history, a president, governors, mayors, hospital administrators, and federal bureaucrats 
are determining medical treatments based not on actual scientifically based or evidence experience based information, but rather to force the acceptance of specific forms of care and quote unquote prevention, including remdesivir, use of respirators, and ultimately a series of essentially untested messenger RNA vaccines. For the first time in history, medical treatment protocols are not being formulated based on the experience of the physicians treating the largest number of patients successfully, but rather individuals and bureaucracies that have never treated a single patient, including Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, EcoHealth Alliance, the CDC, the WHO, state, pub state public health officers, and health and hospital administrators. The media, TV, newspaper, magazines, etc., medical societies, state medical boards, and the owners of social media have appointed themselves to be the sole source of information concerning this so-called, quote-unquote, pandemic. Websites have been removed. Highly credentialed and experienced clinical doctors and scientific experts in fields of infectious disease have been demonized. Careers have been destroyed. And all dissenting information has been labeled, quote-unquote, misinformation and, quote-unquote, dangerous lies. Even when sourced from top experts in the field of virology, infectious disease, uh, infectious disease, pulmonary critical care, and epidemiology, these blackouts of truth occur even when this form information is backed by extensive scientific citations from some of the most qualified medical specialists in the world. Incredibly, even individuals such as Dr. Michael Yeadon, a retired ex-chief science scientist and vice president for the science division of Pfizer Pharmaceutical Company in the UK, who charged the company with making an extremely dangerous vaccine is ignored and demonized. Further, he, along with other highly qualified scientists, have stated that no one should take this vaccine. Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the most cited experts in his field, who has successfully treated over 2,000 COVID patients by using a protocol of early treatment, which the so-called experts completely ignored, has been the victim of particularly vicious assaults by those benefiting financially from the vaccines. He has published his results in peer-reviewed journals reporting an 80% reduction in hospitalizations and 75% reduction in deaths by using early treatments. Despite this, he is under an unrelenting series of attacks by information controllers, none of which have treated a single patient. Neither Anthony Fauci, the CDC, WHO, nor any medical, gov uh, medical governmental establishment has ever offered any early treatment other than Tylenol hydration and call an ambulance once you have difficulty breathing. This is unprecedented in the entire history of medical care as early treatment of, infectious is, of infections is critical to saving lives and preventing severe complications. Not, one of, not only have these medical organizations and federal lapdogs not even suggested early treatment, they've attacked anybody who has attempted to initiate such treatment with all the weapons at their disposal, loss of license, removal of hospital privileges, shaming, destruction of, repu of reputation, and even arrest. A good example of this outrage against freedom of speech and providing inf informed consent information is the recent suspension of the, of the medical board in Maine of Dr. Merrill Nass, medical license, and the ordering of her to undergo psychiatric evaluation for prescribing ivermectin and sharing her expertise in the field. I know Dr. Nass personally and can vouch for her integrity, brilliance, and dedication to truth. Her scientific credentials are impeccable. This behavior by the Medical Licensing Board is reminiscent of the uh, mythology of the Soviet KGB during the period when, dissent, when dissents, uh, dissidents were incarcerated in psychiatric gulags to silence their dissent. Another unprecedented tactic is to remove dissenting doctors 
from their positions as journal editors, reviewers, and a retract, uh, retracting of their scientific papers from journals, even after these papers have been in print. Until in this pandemic event, I have never seen so many journal papers be retracted, the vast majority promoting alternatives to official dogma, especially if the papers question vaccine safety. Normally, a sub, uh, submitted paper or study is reviewed by experts in the field called peer review these reviews can be quite intense and nitpicking in detail, insisting that all errors within the paper are corrected before publication. So unless fraud or some other major hidden problem is discovered after the paper is print, the paper remains the scientific literature. We are now witnessing a growing number of excellent scientific papers written by top experts in their field being retracted from major medical and scientific journals weeks, months, and even years after publication. Uh, careful review indicates that in far too many instances, the authors dared question accepted dogma by the controllers of scientific publications, especially concerning safety, alternative treatments, and efficacy of vaccines. These journals rely on the existing, on the extensive advertising by pharmaceutical companies for their revenue. Severe inst several instances have occurred where powerful pharmaceutical companies exerted their influence on owners of these journals to remove articles that in any way question these companies' products. Worse still is that actual de de uh, design, excuse me, designing of medical articles for promoting drugs and pharmaceutical products that involve fake studies, so-called ghost-written articles. Richard Horton is quoted by The Guardian as saying journals have devolved into information laundering operations for the pharmaceutical industry. Proven fraudulent ghost-written ghost articles sponsored by pharmaceutical giants have appeared regularly in top clinical journals such as JAMA, the New England Journal of Medicine, never to be removed despite proven scientific abuse and manipulation of data. Ghostwritten articles involved using, plan, uh, using planning companies whose job is to designate articles containing manipulated data to support a pharmaceutical product and then have these accepted ar uh, articles accepted by high-impact clinical journals. That is the journals most likely to affect clinical decisions made, uh, making by doctors. Furthermore, they supply doctors in clinical practice with free reprints of these manipulated articles. The Guardian found 250, comp 250 companies engaging in the ghostwriting business. The final step in designing these articles for publication in the most prestigious journals is to recruit well-recognized well medical experts from prestigious institutions to add their name to these articles. These recruited medical authors are either paid upon agreement to add their name to these pre-written articles or they do so for the prestige of having their name on the associated prestigious medical journal. A vital, of vital importance is the observation by, by experts in the field of medical pub, uh, publishing that nothing has to be done to stop this abuse. Medical uh, ethicists have lamented that because of the widespread practice, you can't trust anything. While some journals insist on disclosure information, most doctors reading the articles ignore the information or excuse it and several journals make this uh, disclosure more difficult by requiring the researcher to find the disclosure statement at another location. Many journals do not police such statements, and omissions by authors are common without punishment. Uh, cons as concerns the information made available to the public, virtually all the media is under the control of the ph these pharmaceutical giants or others who are benefiting from these the quote-unquote pandemic. Their stories are all the same, both in content and even wording. Orchestrated cover-ups occur daily and massive data exposing the lies being generated by these information controllers are hidden from public. All data coming over the, na the national media, TV, newspapers, magazines, as well as the local news 
you watch every day comes only from official sources, most of which are lies, distortions, or completely manufactured out of cloth and all aimed at uh, to deceive the public. Television media, tele television media receives the majority of its advertising budget from the international pharmaceutical companies. This creates an irresistible influence to report all concocted studies supporting their vaccines and other so-called treatments. In 2020 alone, the pharmaceutical industries spent $6.5 billion on such advertising. Pharma TV advertisements amounted to $4.58 billion, an incredible 75% of their budget. That buys a lot of influence and controls over the media. World famous experts within all fields, infectious disease are excluded from the media exposure and from social media should they in any way deviate against the concocted lies and, distort and distortions by the makers of these vaccines. In addition, the pharmaceutical companies spend tens of millions of social media advertising with Pfizer leading the pack with $55 million in 2020. While these attacks on free speech are terrifying enough even worse is the virtually universal control hospital administrators have exercising over the details of medical care in hospitals. These hirelings are now instructing doctors which treatment protocols they will adhere to and which treatments they will not use, no matter how harmful the approved treatments are and how beneficial the unapproved treatments are, quote unquote. Never in the history of American medicine have hospital administrators dedicated to this to its phys physicians how they will practice medicine, and what medications they use. The CDC has no authority to dictate to hospitals or doctors concerning medical treatments, yet most physicians complied without the slightest resistance. The Federal Care Act encouraged this human disaster by offering all hospitals up to $39,000 each for ICU patients they put on respirators, despite the fact that early on it was obvious that the respirators were a major cause of death among all these unsuspecting trusting patients. In addition, the hospitals received $12,000 for each patient that were admitted to the ICU, explaining, in my opinion and others, why all federal medicated bureaucracies, CDC, FDA, NIAID, and the NIH, etc., did all in their power to prevent life-saving early treatments. Letting patients deteriorate to the point of needing hospitalizations meant big money for all hospitals. A growing number of hospitals are in danger of bankruptcy, and many have closed their doors even before this quote-unquote pandemic most of these hospitals are now owned by national or international corporations, including teaching hospitals. It is also interesting to note that with the arrival of this quote-unquote pandemic, we have witnessed a surge in hospital corporate change buying up a number of these financially at-risk hospitals. It has been noted that billions in federal COVID aid is being used by these hospital giants to acquire these financially endangered hospitals, further increasing the power of corporate medicine over physicians' independence. Physicians expelled from their hospitals are finding it difficult to find other hospital staffs to join since they too will be owned by the same corporate giants. As a result, vaccine mandate policies, including far larger numbers of hospital employees. For example, Mayo Clinic fired 700 employees for exercising their right to refuse a dangerous, essentially untested experimental vaccine. Mayo Clinic did this despite the fact that many of these employees worked during the worst of the epidemic and are being fired when the Omicron variant is the dominant strain of the virus has the path, uh, pathogenicity of a common cold for the most of the vaccines are ineffective in preventing the infection. In addition, it has been proven that the vaccine, uh, that the vaccinated asymptomatic person has a uh, nasal pharyngeal cheater 
of the virus as high as an inf infected unvaccinated person. If the purpose of the vaccine mandate is to prevent viral spread amongst the hospital staff and patients, then it is the vaccinated who present the greater risk of transmission, not the unvaccinated. The difference is that the sick unvaccinated person would not go to work. The asymptomatic vaccinated per uh, spreader will. What we do know is that major medical centers such as Mayo Clinic receive tens of millions of dollars in NIH grants each year, as well as monies from the pharmaceutical makers of these experimental vaccines, quote unquote. In my view, this has real uh, consideration driving these policies. If this would be could be proven in a court of law, these administra the administrators making these mandates should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law sued by all injured parties. The hospital bankruptcy problem has grown increasingly acute due to hospital vaccine mandates and resulting large numbers of hospital staff, especially nurses, refusing to be forcibly vaccinated. This is all unprecedented in the history of medical care. Doctors within hospitals are responsible for the treatments of their individual patients and work directly with these patients and their fam uh, families to initiate these treatments. Outside organizations such as the CDC have no authority to intervene in these treatments and to do so exposes the patient to grave errors by an organization that has never treated a single COVID patient. When this pandemic started, hospitals were ordered by the CDC to follow treatment protocols that resulted in deaths of hundreds of thousands of patients, most of whom would have recovered with proper treatment had been allowed. The majority of these deaths could have been prevented by do had doctors been allowed to use early treatment with such pr products such as ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and a number of other safe drugs and natural compounds. It has been estimated based on the results of physicians treating the most COVID patients successfully that 800,000 people, that of the 800,000 people that were told died from COVID, 640,000 could have not, not only been saved, but could have in many cases returned to their pre-infection health status, had mandated early treatments with these proven methods being used, this neglect of early treatment constitutes mass murder. That means 160,000 would have been the actual dead, far less than the number dying at the hands of bureaucracies, medical associations, and medical boards that have refused to stand up for their patients. According to these studies of early treatment of thousands of patients by grave care, by great by brave caring doctors, 75 to 80% of all deaths could have been prevented. Incredibly, these knowledgeable doctors were prevented from saving these COVID-19 infected people. It should be an embarrassment to the medical profession that so many doctors mindlessly followed the deadly protocols established by the controllers of medicine. One must also keep in mind that this event never satisfied the criteria for a pandemic. The World Health Organization changed the criteria to make this a pandemic. To qualify for a pandemic status, the virus must have, had, must have a high mortality rate for the vast majority of people, which it didn't, with a 99.98% survival rate. And it must have been, uh, no, and it must have been, have no known existing treatments, which this virus had. It must have had no known existing treatments, which this virus had, in fact, a growing number of very successful treatments. The draconian measures established to contain the, this contrived quote-unquote pandemic have never been shown to be successful, such as masking the public, lockdowns, and social distancing. A number of carefully done studies during pre previous flu seasons demonstrated that masks of any kind had never been prevented the, uh, prevented the spread of any virus among the public. In fact, some very good studies suggest that masks actually spread the virus by giving people a false sense of security and other factors, such as the observation that people were constantly 
breaking sterile te uh, sterile techniques by touching their mask improperly, removing it, and by leaking of infectious aerosols around the edges of the mask. In addition, masks were being disposed of in parking lots, walking trails, laid on laptops in restaurants, and placed in pockets and purses. Within a few minutes of putting a mask on, a number of pathologic bacteria can be cultured from the mask, putting the immune-suppressed person at a high risk of bacterial pneumonia and children at a higher risk of meningitis. A study by researchers at the University of Florida cultured over 11 pathogenic bacteria from the inside of the mask worn by children in school. It is also known that children were essentially were at essentially no risk of either getting sick from the virus or transmitting it. In addition, it was also known that wearing a mask for over four hours, as occurs in all schools, results in significant hypoxia, low blood oxygen levels, and hypercapnia, high CO2 levels, which have a number of deleterious effects on health, including impairing the development of child's brains. We have known the brain development continues long after grade school years. A recent study found that children born during the quote-unquote pandemic have significantly lower IQs, yet school boards, school principals, and other educational bureaucracies are obviously unconcerned. The tools of the indoctrination of the trade. The designers of the pandemic attempted to push back by the public, anticipated a pushback by the public and the major embarrassing questions that would be asked. To prevent this, the controllers fed the media a number of tactics. One of the most common used was the fact check scam with each confrontation, confrontation where with, with careful documented evidence, the media fact checkers countered with a charge of misinformation and an unfounded conspiracy theory, quote unquote, charge that was in their lexicon, quote unquote, debunked. Never were we told who the fact checkers were or the sources that were debunked information. We were just to believe that the fact, just to believe the fact checkers. A recent court case established that under oath, Facebook, quote unquote, fact checkers use their staff's own opinion and not real experts to check, quote unquote, facts. When sources are in fact revealed that they are invariably corrupt, uh, corrupt CDC, WHO, or Anthony Fauci, or just their opinion, here is a list of labels that as myths and misinformation that were later to be true. The asymptomatic, the asymptomatic vaccinated are spreading the virus equally with, as with unvaccinated symptomatic effects. Vax, the vaccines cannot prevent, cannot protect adequately against new variants such as Delta and Omicron. Natural immunity is far superior to vaccine immunity and is most likely lifelong. Remember when they wouldn't even talk about it anyway. Vaccine immunity not only wanes after several months, but also immune cells are impaired from prolonged periods, for prolonged periods, putting the vaccinated higher risk or high risk of all infections and cancer. COVID vaccines can cause significant incidents of blood clots and other serious side effects. The vaccine proponents will demand numerous boosters as each variant appears on the scene. Remember when you were supposed to only get two. Fauci will insist on the COVID vaccine for small children, even babies. Vaccine passports will be required to enter a business, fly in a plane, or use public transportation. There will be internment camps for unvaccinated. Think Australia, Austria, Canada. The unvaccinated will be denied employment. The secret agreements between the government's elitist institutions and vaccine makers. Many hospitals will either, were, were either empty or had low occupancy during the pandemic. The spike protein from the vaccine enters the nucleus of the cell, altering cell DNA repair function. Hundreds of thousands have been killed by the vaccine and many times more have been permanently damaged. Early treatment could have saved lives of almost 700,000 people who died. Vaccine-induced myocarditis, which is denied initially, is a significant problem and, cle and clears over a short, a significant problem and clears over a short period of time. 
special deadly lots batches of the vaccine have been mixed for uh, with masses of other COVID-19. Now, I just want to let everybody know I'm stopping there. And I wanted to go over a few things with everybody just really quickly. This is the last video, live video that is staying up. I have not sworn in this video. I have not said anything negative in this video besides I've been marked for misinformation that I believe to be absolutely 100% true and can be proven because the information that I've used on the two videos that were taken down and, str and struck my channel were in fact from organizations like the NIH. I just read to you a document on the NIH website if YouTube strikes this video down for medical misinformation, it is saying that the NIH is posting medical misinformation. For those of you that want to watch any of this on a replay or watch me live tomorrow, I will be live here tomorrow if they allow it at 1 p.m. Or excuse me. No, I don't know what time tomorrow. I got to I got to find out. You guys will know when I know. Uh, but uh, I will also uh, have this up on to my podcast, the Alan Roberts Uncensored Podcast, which is I'm asking you to, in fact, go to right now and subscribe to. You can watch all of these on replay, and I'm going to be even putting the shorts up there or follow me on Rumble because, again, I believe YouTube will, in fact, ban this video for me stating something that has factual truth connected to it on the NIH website with supporting studies and all. And it's been on the NIH website for a year. I read it word for word as much as I could. Thank all of you. I will, and you know, can somebody, can ask, somebody asked if I can link it? I can. It is right here. Right there. And I hope all of you have a good day. I'm not even going to say it at the end, so have a great day.